is horrifyingly terrible, but it's delicious. <laughs> Welcome to Things That Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. I don't see how margarita pizza is a pizza purist thing. I mean, it kind of is the staple. Like, Is it? Yeah, what? basil, tomato sauce, and mozzarella. Oh, that's it? I did yeah. not know what a margarita pizza was. Okay, I thought it was a variety of other toppings that has nothing to do with that. It's a pizza with a giant margarita. I just don't get the hype. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought it was, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was something else. Wait till you have a Cosmo burger. But Cosmos don't have tequila. <laughs> they have vermouth. rum, vodka. I think I have vodka and vermouth, probably, if I'm correct. Probably vodka, like vodka and cranberry. Uh, I don't know. I've never. I think. Welcome to our first round, Potent Potables, Pizza Party All Around. That's and also a great podcast name. The podcast. If we ever have like a hangout, like post show thing, can it be called Podcast Pizza Party? For all yeah. your pizza needs, use promo code TRIVIA. Okay, you know what's going to happen is we're going to go over for pizza. Everybody's going to be loving the pizza, and I'm just going to be sitting on the floor in the corner with the dogs, because that's what I want. They're going to tackle you, because those dogs are adorable, but they're frisky. They have uh, zoomed. My parents have a big old Bernie's Mountain Dog that they finally trained not to jump on people. Oh, my god! But she hadn't gotten it quite, hasn't gotten the no jumping quite in her head yet. So this 120-pound dog won't ever jump on you, but she'll jump about an inch away from you up and down, making oh. you think she's about to jump on you. But she won't <laughs> jump on you because she knows she gets in trouble for that. Ellie is a gentle giant. She is a gentle giant and she just wants to love you, but she doesn't know that she's about the same size as most people. That's insane. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, they're huge. Like they're massive. I had neighbors who had one. And they, they just like aside from size, they St. Bernard's get tall. They do. They're like gentle giants. And even at eight weeks from what I've seen, like they're still much more mellow than most dogs. Or or as I like to say, lazy. Lazy dogs. More dogs. More dogs on the show. We need a things they are wrong poster of the poker playing dogs, but they all have headphones on and microphones yes. in front of them. <laughs> Eating pizza. Pursuit. Eating pizza, yes. Oh my gosh, trivial pursuit. <laughs> I love it. Well, till the meantime, we have our own game of trivia to get to. This is the very 23rd ever episode. Four rounds of awesome questions. Uh, each round is a different theme and style. Uh, and the three of you are vying to earn all of the pizza slices. Yes. This one's <laughs> mine. No longer are we playing for kale shakes. Delicious margaritas and pizza. All right. So if you're uh, all ready, we'll start with general trivia. Round one. Question number one. Each answer will be worth two points. Call out when you know it. Uh, question number one. What retro video game, cited as one of the worst video games ever released, had thousands of copies? Stu. E.T. E.T. Thousands of copies infamously buried in the New Mexico, or in a New Mexico landfill in 1983, which is amazing. Just bury your shame. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's like that. Supposedly there's lots of other games in there, but that is like... That was it. Just warehouses full of games that never got out. Question number two. How many amendments does the U.S. Constitution have? Not Rachel. 23. Rachel. 25. 
not 25. Wait, what? With the last one affecting congressional pay raises in office. Oh. Still. 26? No. I'm, oh. I'm going to bury my shame myself in the New Mexico desert. <laughs> I know what Amendment 25 is. Um, All right, I'm going to take for a stab. 28? Not 28. Rachel. Rachel. 27. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 25, nice. by the way, is the presidential, like, if they're incapacitated in office. Oh, right. The the vice president coming in and what they're allowed to do, I think. No. No? That's is that different? No, that's different. That's I th- that's Article 2. No, this is um, basically, like, where the, like, the, the staff, like, and all the department heads can say the president is incapacitated and should no longer be in power. This is a, this is a, we think the, this was, like, the president is either so sick they can't do anything. Right. Or something has happened mentally and they think it's better for the nation that he be removed. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're an apolitical podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, one point to Rachel there. 27. I want you to uh, know that um, my good grade in my constitutional law class just got dropped to an F because that was on day one of constitutional law. Oh, man. So <laughs> it happens. Number of questions are hard. They're they're I don't put them in too often, at least in that area. Question number three. Uh speaking of documentaries, uh Mr. Brainwash and a famous artist are the key characters in what 2007 documentary? Mr. Mm. Brainwash and a mm. famous artist. I think I know what the artist Yes. Oh, Exit yeah. through the gift shop. Mr. Brainwash and Banksy. Ban- Bansky, yeah. Nice job. Which is a good <laughs> movie and kind of crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of question if, if it's legit or not, but basically the entire thing is this guy trying to track down Banksy and then halfway through, like he does his own art and like graffiti and different crazy stuff. But halfway through, like while he's interviewing Banksy, the whole scope of the interview gets turned onto this guy, like trying to do uh, like an art show and stuff, which is kind of crazy. Whoa. It's a pretty cool one to watch. Question number four. Founded in 1768, what is the longest continuously published reference guide with its latest release having more than 4,000 contributors and over 32,000 pages? Oh, uh, Rachel? Encyclopedia Britannica. Yes. Oh. Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, if you want a fun recap book, uh, I read during the whole book challenge I was doing a book called The Know-It-All by A.J. Jacobs, who is the guy who read or who wrote um, A Year of Living Biblically and a few other books where he, you know, like that one was he tried to spend a year living the Old Testament as literally as possible. And this book, The Know-It-All, was his goal to read through the entire Encyclopedia Britannica in a year. And it's essentially an alphabetical listing of bullet points as he goes through, interweaved with his life story throughout that year, which is actually pretty entertaining. Oh. So it's a cool recap if you don't have time to get around to you know, 32,000 pages of <laughs> definitions. <laughs> on a side note, on a book that's much more fun about, about definitions, there's a book Webster's. called... Yes, right. Webster's. The <laughs> Traveler's Guide to Fantasyland. It's like a, sp- a spoof on that where you basically are. It's a tourist. It's a tourist-esque book. I think it's by Diana Wynne-Jones. 
And it's like a tourist-esque book where, like, if you see a magical sword in a stone, don't pull it because you'll become the king of some godforsaken kingdom or other. <laughs> like, just like as if you're a tourist and like, don't stray from your bus or and stuff like that. It's really <laughs> funny. That's very awesome. hilarious to read. It's also very short. Uh, two points to Rachel there. Question number five. Who is the last president to sport facial hair having had a mustache during term of presidency during his term from 1909 to 1911 seceding Teddy Roosevelt? The last. He has a very burly mustache. Uh, Rachel? Rachel. Rutherford B. Hayes? Not B. Hayes. I'm just throwing a name out there that I wanted it to be. Stu? Stu. Is it Hoover? Uh, not Hoover. Uh, predating, or sorry, seceding um, Teddy Roosevelt. This would be uh, one of the ones that nobody ever remembers. William Howard Taft. Oh, oh yeah. He did have a mustache. We can confirm. Fun fact. Uh, I am related to Teddy and uh, Franklin Roosevelt. What? Yeah, on my dad's side. Uh, I'm, I think he's my seventh cousin. Um, well, Teddy's my seventh cousin. Franklin's my fifth. Um, but yeah, my grandma's maiden name was Delano. Uh, oh. And yeah, so I am uh, technically by a very distant amount. I believe it goes by seventh cousin. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> All right, no points there, but uh, remember the day of Taft's giant mustache. (laughs) Question number six, the last question of the round. What vegetable derived from the Italian for cabbage flower contains all five vowels in its name? Rachel? Rachel. I might get artichoke. Not artichoke. Can you repeat the question again? Yeah. What vegetable derived from the Italian for cabbage flower contains all five vowels in its name? Cabbage flower. This would be uh, a common... What's that? Dive. No, go ahead. Common vegetable of cauliflower. Oh. You just have to cook it right. I can cook good cauliflower for you. No, I put no cheese. It's salt, pepper, and olive oil. There you go. I'm just at the like... same time, Stu, can you find a good mayonnaise sauce for Ryan that he'll like? Mayonnaise sauce? Can't because be done. done right. Just like the cauliflower, done right. Because, all right, so hang on. Is it just mayonnaise in general, or is it like a mayonnaise-based sauce as in like something like potato salad or egg salad, or like something like that? hate potato salad and egg I, salad. Well, like, okay. I, I do too. So, like, I'm in agreement with Ryan here, uh, unless like it's it. done I like right. It. I mean, I've tried. I, I can do very small, sometimes amounts of, like, tartar sauce and things like that, which I know has mayonnaise in it, but I... Even the smell of it, like, I get... Uh, I start feeling nauseous if I like smell it on a burger. <laughs> uh, although I did try it in when I was in Europe and I didn't like it at all. No, aioli is just hipster branded mayo, hipster <laughs> branded seltzer water. I mean, I, I, <laughs> there's the Japanese like kupai mayonnaise, which tastes radically different and is much, much better in my opinion. Like that's like, you know, it's done on sushi and everything and it's, it's great. It's far superior than normal mayonnaise. It's the over like I feel like it's an overdose of oil. Like it's not eggs. It's not 
it's not the vinegar at all. Like that's totally fine. The more vinegary, the better. It's I've for me, it's the overdose of oil and like the super duper high fat content mixed in with something else like potato salad or whatever. Just doesn't it? I ate, all right. So for me, I think it's related to a traumatic experience as a kid. I ate way too much turkey a la king one time when I was a kid, and I got the stomach flu afterwards. Ever since then, I've been mayonnaise sensitive. Yeah, some kid brought it to class, and then I took some home, and I ate all of it, and I got super sick. I actually, like, I like all of the ingredients that are in mayonnaise, but combined, I think it's just the emulsion thing. It's like the creamy emulsion part of it, because I don't really like Alfredo sauce either. I don't like ranch very much. Uh, I don't know, it's just something there. Although, like, I've never had the... I don't think I've ever had the Japanese mayo that you were saying. Although I've had like spicy mayo on tuna rolls and I don't like that. Like I'll just have plain tuna rolls. Oh, okay. So, if you don't, don't like know. that, then maybe not. Yeah. I love mustard and stuff. I love vinegary things. All right. Round number two. It should be a fun one. Uh, kind of a brand new round. After all the food we've talked about, this will fit right in. This is the secret food menu round. Where I'm going through some of the uh, high points of secret food menus across different restaurants and fast food places. Uh, I'll give you a variety of different types of things. So of questions, somewhere you're calling out the restaurant, somewhere you're calling out different parts of it. Uh, buzz in when you know it. Each one is worth two points. Uh, as a template question, although it, I don't know if it stands to be needed, I could say uh, the quesarita is an all is all the burrito filling wrapped in a quesadilla that can be found at what restaurant? Taco Bell. Thank God that was a template question. I would probably take either, um, but I all of these should have a specific uh, answer. Question number one. Eat a flying Dutchman at this iconic fast food joint by having grilled cheese with st- by having grilled cheese stuffed with fries with burger patties as bread. Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Burger King. Not Burger King. Stew. Stew. Is this In and Out Burger? It is In and Out Burger. Oh, nice. Flying Dutchman is a grilled cheese stuffed with fries, but instead of bread, it's two burger patties. Uh, I was going to say, if we need it as a clue, I could say uh, you could eat this alongside a 4x4 animal style. Maybe oh, yeah. A giveaway. Nice job. Two points. Thank you. To stew there. Question number two. Ask for a Big Mac, a filet of fish and a McChicken. Then put the McChicken and the filet of fish patties inside of the Big Mac and you get this McDonald's sandwich. A stomach ache. All right, ask for a Big Mac, a filet of fish and a McChicken. Then put the McChicken and the filet of fish patties inside of the Big Mac and you get this three-part sandwich. All right, uh, the Big Mac would be the beef, the filet of fish would be the fish and the sea and the chicken, although uh, I guess would count as the air. This would be the land, air and sea burger that you can ask for. They can fly a little bit. They, they can, fly, they can yeah, get they can, wingspan. They just can't like soar. Yeah, they they can't like migrate. But let me tell you, if a chicken gets out, it will go up a tree. It's not. It doesn't have problems with it. <laughs> so I actually really like. <laughs> I don't try to get it that often, but I really like McDoubles, and I like. So I do. <laughs> I do my own concoction of this, which is funny because <laughs> you had the secret menu item. But I do a McDouble and I make chicken, but no mayonnaise and no lettuce, and instead add pickles and ketchup. And I just sandwich that together, and it's freaking delicious. 
The land and air burger. Yeah, it's horrifyingly terrible, but it's delicious. <laughs> I can do McDonald's. I certainly can crave it. I try to avoid it like Stu, but uh, yeah, some, some McDonald's fries are, are pretty tasty. No points for the last one. Question number three. Taco Bell is already known for having 100 food items with all of the same ingredients, but you can still secretly add guacamole to your five-layer burrito to get this heroic superhero item. Rachel. Green Lantern? Not the Green Lantern. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, supposedly, from what I was reading, you can add guacamole to a normal burrito or bean burrito to get a Hulk. Supposedly, there's a whole Taco Bell testing lab that you can that's go to. I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If I could get invited to the Taco Bell testing lab, I... Like, not that that's a life goal, but man, I sure would feel happy. <laughs> they have oh a Taco God. Bell resort now in Florida. What? But I, yeah. I can't, I don't want to go to Florida. Like, I know, but Taco Bell resort. I like how that's the off-putting part of yeah, yeah. Florida. I don't know. It's nasty. Uh, two thumbs up for him, I'm sure. Uh, question number four. The Meat Mountain. It's a viral campaign turned regular secret food item with two chicken tenders, slices of roast turkey, pit smoked ham, corned beef, smoked brisket, stew. Arby's? This is Arby's. I feel kind of sick listening to that. Favorite, (laughs) favorite fast food place. Really? Yes, it even beats Taco Bell for me. Dude, curly fries? Uh, yeah, so two points to stew there. Uh, two chicken tenders, slices of roast turkey, pit smoked ham, corned beef, smoked brisket, Angus steak, roast beef, and pepper bacon on a sandwich. As if there is any question who has the meat. All right, question number five. Scorners can help you achieve a meat cube by ordering four patty burgers at which the Wendy's you have a meat cube. Four patties, which is a whole pound of meat. Uh, and with a whole pound of meat, there is no need to ask, where's the beef? All right. Question number six. Last question of the round. Start with a strawberries and cream frappuccino. Add caramel, toffee, and hazelnuts. All right. Uh, start with a strawberries and cream frappuccino. Add caramel, toffee syrup, and hazelnut syrup. And you get the frappuccino replica of which classic breakfast cereal? Rachel. Rachel. Lucky Charms. Not Lucky Charms. Uh, if I remember correctly, somebody on this panel has uh, used to work for Starbucks. I know. That's why I'm trying to remember it. I specifically remember a uh, friend who is a, uh, a barista making these for us. Start with a strawberries and cream frappuccino, add caramel, toffee syrup, and hazelnut syrup, and you get a frappuccino replica of which classic breakfast cereal? Uh, I'll give you a hint. The, the flavors are don't quite, add, don't quite add up in my head as yeah. to what this is. Stew? Stew. Tricks? Not tricks. Ooh. Captain Crunch? Yes. Oh, the berries. Yeah, that's what got me. It's the berries. Captain Crunch Frappuccino. Uh, I remember having this like 10 years ago now, probably. But uh, I remember it is. it tastes exactly like it. I worked there for six months, and I never had to make one of those. I, I don't know anyone who ever did. I just had a barista who brought us out some cool like little shots of different stuff for fun. Yeah. I was hoping that there would be a Starbucks one, too, because I was like, I know the secret menu, (laughs) but apparently not. (laughs) Well, now it's like the secret menu is all just yearly. Yeah, it's all yearly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just say yes. Yeah. Just remake it. All right. That is halftime now that uh, 
I don't know if I'm more or less full, but going into the third round, uh, bringing back tagline takedown was where I will give you the tagline from a popular movie and you tell me the movie. Uh, I can also give you the year and the lead actor as further clues if needed. Question number one, uh, buzzing when you know the answer. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. 1994. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. Yes, Clerks. Whoa. Yeah, Clerks starring Kevin Smith, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, Question number two. The last man on Earth is not alone. Last man on Earth is not alone. This came out in 2007. Rachel. Rachel. I am legend. Yes. This is uh, Will Smith's I Am Legend. Nice job. Nice job, yeah. I like that movie a lot. I'm a big fan of it. But it was a good story. I can't read I can't watch a book. That's true, yeah. (laughs) A whole different experience. All right, question number three. After a night they can't remember comes a day they'll never forget. Stu. Stu. The Hangover. Not The Hangover. That's a good guess. After a night they can't remember comes a day they'll never forget. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nicely done. This is uh, Ashton Kutcher's 2000 movie, Dude, Where's the Car? Question number four. Reality is a thing of the past. Stu? Stu. AI? Not AI. Good one. Oh, um, I can can tell you the premise of it. Also a good guess. Uh, The year is 1999. Okay, good. Rachel? Matrix? Yes. Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. Uh, also, if you ever have a tr- 1999 movie, uh, Matrix is the cream of 1999 movies. What about like Titanic? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I. You know what? I I don't think that was 1999. I could it was be wrong. 1998, maybe. Might have been 98. All I know is 1995, cream of movies is Forrest Gump, and 1999 is The Matrix. Question number five. If she doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. What? If she doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. Yes. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Nicely done. This is 1984 uh, starring Robert England, but probably most notably uh, Johnny Depp's first uh, cinematic role. Or at least feature film role. Yeah. I think literally the movie as it's going through its title cards is as like and featuring Johnny Depp. Huh. All right. Question number six. Last question of the round. Every hero has a genesis. Every hero has a genesis. Still. Still. Sonic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's the new Sonic the, movie. Are you ready for the year? 2020 is the best tagline. That in is history. actually a really good tagline. Yeah. Starring uh, Jim Carrey. It's that every time Sonic goes anywhere, he goes so fast that he makes an EMP. So like nothing can touch him. And so the government's like, well, shit, what do we do? And then they hire 
Dr. Robotnik because he's like the only one crazy enough to be able to hunt him down. All right. That's the end of the third round uh, going into the final round. All right. But uh, it's still anyone's game because the final round is a lightning round. Woo. So get your pens and paper ready. All right. Lightning round is a round of six questions where I give you where the answer is a, uh, a number, uh, probably slightly out of reach, but you could probably reason your way to most of them. Uh, each contestant has got to write down a number very quickly and I'm going to go through all of them. The person who's closest to gets two points. Question number one. Uh, this one may be a little tough to reason to, but how many rivets are in the Eiffel Tower? How many rivets are in the Eiffel Tower? Uh, Rachel. 5,000. Stu. 3 million? Uh, close, uh, Stu is actually closest. It is uh, 2.5 million. Nice. Wow. Closest at 500,000 off. A stupid question. Mm-hmm. Sure. What's a rivet? It's basically what they use to punch metal together. Uh, oh, okay. So it's, it's not a well. Things. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a it's it's almost like a pin, essentially okay. that you know compresses the metal together. Um, you'll see on like planes and stuff like that, especially where all those little I, dots are on the wings. That's those are all rivets. <laughs> I, I want the world to know that I would have gotten that question at least much closer. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. All right, uh, two points to stew there. Question number two. What is the world record for most hot dogs eaten in 10 minutes performed by Joey Chestnut at the 2018... Performed in how many minutes? What is the world record for most hot dogs eaten in 10 minutes? Which is the uh, standard competition that you see. Okay. Stu. 86. Rachel. 74. Uh, The answer is right on the button. 74. Wow. I would like the world to know that Ryan and I had this question or a very similar question at Trivia on Friday. Uh, the question we had was what was the most recent one? And Joey Chestnut got 71 this year. I, but, is that the dude that had an eating contest with a polar bear for hot dogs? I don't they know. Just, it could be. They just like set giant platters of hot dogs in front of the polar bear and this guy. Oh, there was. I think it was. I don't know if it was a polar bear or a grizzly bear or something. It might have been a grizzly bear. Yeah. And so like, you know, he's just like going at it or going at it or whatever. And then the polar bear is like sniffing. He's like, all right, sweet. I got this. And he's like piling through them. It takes one bite and like half of them are gone. And he's like starts breaking them up way quicker. I remember seeing a uh, like a documentary, like a TV show thing of him talking about what he does in a day as he's training for one of these events and he basically like you know goes and works out is really really in shape actually then went to eat and this buffet restaurant just gave him all this food and they basically said like if you can eat all this you'll have it for free and it was three feet of plates stacked on top of each other with like ice cream with hot sauce in it and like every just insane thing you can think of and like 45 minutes later he ate all of it and he's sitting in his chair and he's just like very small dude. Like, I don't know how tall he is, but you know, he's a very like slender uh, Japanese man. He's like laying back in his seat, so stuffed and he pulls up his shirt and he has his stomach like three feet out. It feels like, but a perfect six pack on top of it because he's (laughs) so in shape, but his stomach just expands so much. (laughs) It's the craziest thing. (laughs) All right. Uh, Question number three. 
What percent of the total U.S. land area does Texas make up? Uh, Stu. 17.5%. Okay. Rachel? 11.2. It is 7.4%. Question number four. How many gallons of petroleum fits inside of a standard oil, oil barrel? How many gallons of petroleum fit inside of a standard oil barrel? Uh, Rachel. 50. Okay. Uh, Stu? 40. The answer is 42 gallons. Stu, two points there. Question number five. The world's population is currently about 7.3 billion. In what year did the world's population cross 4 billion? 7.3 billion today. What year did the world population cross 4 billion? Stu. 1976. Rachel. 1922. Uh, the answer is 1974. Stuart, only two Ooh. years off on that one. Woo! I remember seeing a chart of the exponential growth, and that's why that like stuck out in my head that it was like right around that point that it took off. All right. Question number six, the last question of the game. In what year was the first broadcast of The Tonight Show? Uh, Rachel. 1988. Stu? 1960. The year is 1954. Oh, my God. Not a good game. That was a very high-scoring game. That was pretty high-scoring, yeah. All right, well, that's the end of the game. So uh, we have a few picks to give out. Uh, Each episode, a couple of us give out a a movie game experience or something like that that we recommend other people check out. Uh, Rachel, would you like to give a pick? Absolutely. So I'm nerdy for super weird things that make people question why. So one of the things I like to do in my spare time is draw up house plans and blueprints Because deep in my heart of hearts, a part of me always wanted to be an architect. And so there's this website called Homestyle Designer. And it is also used by professional architects, but it's super easy to use. So you can do everything from drawing up the blueprints, doing actually all the technical side of it, to doing interior design. And I find it extremely mesmerizing and very good, but also very useful. I've done it for a lot of our apartments, pulled up the blueprints and tried to figure out exactly what we can fit where doing what things so that we can plan things out prior to even deciding whether or not we want to move there. Um, but to me, it's it's extremely like relaxing to draw it out. Yeah, this sounds awesome. <laughs> Wait, so you said like professional people use it as well? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, the cool thing about it. So a few years ago, so I've been using this probably for, I'd like to say six or seven years. I, I, I found it pretty soon after they found they like released it publicly. Yeah. So they they also do, if I'm correct, a thing for it to be used pub- professionally. But the way it's done is you can at least do basics professionally. You might have to do some of the super fancy stuff with, you know, one of the crazy softwares. But you can do a lot of it professionally. And that's what it is for because they do a huge amount of like animation work into it. Like I remember I talked with their customer support once because I was having issues with mine and they were talking about, you know, how much goes into like putting a set of stairs in and like, it's really cool. 
So that's my pick. I, if that's something, you know, I think it find it relaxing and a nice fun hobby to do. Nice. What's the domain name again? Um, homestyledesigner.com. Uh, I have a pick. So this goes back definitely to, uh, parts of my childhood playing uh, Magic the Gathering, which is one of my uh, favorite card games growing up. And it's something I'm definitely glad I put away and I did not get into uh, once I had the ability to earn money because I would not have any money because Magic is really expensive. But uh, there is a really cool version on uh, iPad and on a lot of different things. This is uh, Magic Duels. And it is basically uh, akin to maybe Hearthstone now or a few other card games. But I remember trying to get into Hearthstone once it first came out. And, and it's, it, it's fun, but there's something about magic that I really remember being um, very technical without like being hard to learn. Uh, it's just a game where you can really uh, you can kind of turn it into anything you want and play any kind of style you want. And I really like that. Like you can play with just like create as big a monsters as you want or you can do like really technical like combo stuff. Uh, so I stumbled upon this game recently uh, as I you know had a little bit of downtime in between other stuff. And in the heat of all the moving and stuff, it was nice to just kind of grab this or as we were planning um, our move, I you know just played it on the iPad and it. It's really cool because it's a really good one player introduction into these things. You basically can go through kind of almost a campaign setting and you play these uh, AI uh, characters as you're going through. And it teaches you all the basics right from the start if you want, or you can kind of speed through some of that stuff. Uh, and it tells you how to go through like a lot of different types of cards. So you can experience, um, there's like five different normal types of cards, just like, you know, blue is water and is like control and defense like white, green, red, and black. Like they're all have different attributes and different styles and putting them together and everything. Uh, And it really lets you go through all the different types of cards and get a bunch of different experience playing stuff. And it's been really fun. And it's a cool one player uh, game. So you don't necessarily have to just, uh, you know, you don't have to build a competition deck where, you know, in real life or in a game like this, you have to sink, you know, a thousand dollars into a deck to be competitive. Uh, it's it's been really fun. I've I really enjoyed it. It scratched that itch that I've wanted to play this game or a game like it for a, for a while now. After you know having put it down for so many years, and I don't have any cards anymore, but it's fun to kind of pick up uh, periodically and play through. And I mean, the story is it's you know the budget isn't quite there. Like it, it's still a little. Um, shoehorned in like it's kind of just window like it, it goes through these different parts of the story but uh, I, I think it's plenty good enough and the story like the lore behind it is awesome like the lore behind magic uh, probably over the past I don't know 10 years revolves around these plane walkers which are like these the you know very powerful people and it sort of gives this story arc to each of these characters so you get to dive into that a little bit uh so there's kind of a cool story premise there and then just getting to play a bunch of different types of cards and things like that i think would be really cool for a new player uh, as well as somebody kind of coming back to it um yeah so that's magic duels it's on iphone and ipad pc xbox one it's on steam uh, and it's free to play, so you can definitely buy cards, and I, it's it's kind of that freemium model. But uh, I haven't bought anything, and it's it's been a lot of fun to poke around with. So. Oh, that sounds like a blast! Yeah, that sounds awesome. So yeah, that's Magic Duels or Magic the Gathering Duels. 
Uh, and if you're listening and you have a pick, uh, you should uh, send it to us at things I got wrong at gmail.com or hit us up uh, on Instagram at things I got wrong or check out the website at things I got wrong.com for past episodes, show notes and more. Uh, our next episode will be released around uh, July 30th, and that will be a round robin game where all four of us are uh, reading questions. <laughs> 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 uh, until then, uh, we'll see you later. Okay.